0: There's no chance I'm going to be talking about the Jose Bautista trade today. No chance, except that maybe I will. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins that I hope you'll check out. When Jose was traded... The general feeling in Pittsburgh among pretty much everybody other than me, because I'd really gotten to know Jose, and I'm blessed to say that I still do, was, wow, who cares? So what? Big deal. He's had his time. He's a 220 guy over at third base. It's a power position. He's not delivering enough. We're tired of hearing about his batting practice home runs. Let him go. Big deal. We've got Andy LaRoche now. Well, <laughs> how did that one work out? Jose goes on to be Babe Ruth in Toronto, and Andy went on to become Andy. And that was the end of the worst trade still of the Neil Huntington era, worse than the Chris Archer trade. Go ahead and bite my head off for that, but I believe in it. The reason I believe in it was that Jose was here. He was under this team's roof. He was under the eyes of the previous management for several years, and they still couldn't see it. Don Long, their hitting coach, told them at the time, I found out since no don't do this do not trade Jose they traded Jose players told them what Jose could do Jason Bay told them Xavier nady told them they didn't listen they sent him out for a third string catcher named Robinson Diaz who was out of baseball within a year that's horrific and you know what What the public thought of it at the time didn't matter at all. You know why? Because the public doesn't have anywhere near the information that's required to form a valid opinion on something that's this important. They can't. That's not a criticism. That's not knocking fans for being fans. You just don't, you don't know. You can't know everything. That management knows which leads me to this nothing drives me more crazy than when I hear from anyone oh well that trade that wasn't so bad because nobody really complained about it at the time not true not true fans didn't complain about it but the people inside the team the people who knew Jose the best complained bitterly and vocally about it which will lead me in a moment to the trading of bryce wilson yesterday and no i'm not comparing them (laughs) this portion of daily shot of pirates is brought to you by our friends at north shore tavern that's directly across federal street from pnc park it's home of steak on a stone an eating experience underscoring the word experience The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Bryce Wilson was removed from the 40-man roster. He was available to any team via trade. The Pirates traded him to the Brewers inside the division for cash, which tells you how much the Pirates fear... Wilson, he's going to be right there inside the Central, and boy, they can only hope that they face that guy several times a year, right? Do we care that Wilson was traded? No, of course not. However, if you rewind the clock a little bit, if you go back through the lineage, you'll see that Wilson and some dude whose name I've already forgotten were acquired for Richard Rodriguez a couple years ago, back when Rich Rod was a thing. Rich Rod was one of the ten most effective relievers in all of baseball for a pretty good stretch there and had worked his way to the back end of the Pirates' pen. He was dominating at times. So at the time, in the moment that Rich Rod was traded, Ben Charrington was working with one of the hotter commodities in baseball and the market the return should have reflected that now here again in separating baseball inside people from fans baseball inside people for the most part recognize that closers aren't anywhere near the big deal that fans generally make them out to be they're still just guys pitching one inning and it's an inning like any other to people inside the game for the most part but from the fan perspective, closers get built up as being larger than life. Entrance music and all that other stuff, it's still just an inning of relief. With some, albeit not necessarily a ton of extra pressure. But Richie was traded. Richie went to Atlanta For Bryce Wilson and whoever this other guy is. I'm sorry. I'm not even wasting my time looking it up. He's some 24-year-old who's stuck in Greensboro. I did the research before coming on here, and now I forgot his name, and I really don't care. But it basically means that the Pirates got nothing for Richard Rodriguez, and that's not great. That's not great. When you're in the mode that the Pirates have been in for three years now, and you're moving out Pretty much every piece of value that you have, you really don't want to go completely whiffing. And you definitely don't want to go completely whiffing when one of the acquisitions, specifically Wilson, was a close to the majors type who should have been easier to evaluate. What you wanted to be doing, if you were Charrington, is to continue piling up higher ceiling assets. This was way more in line with a Huntington trade. Now, what's this have to do with Bautista and the perception and the stuff that I mentioned earlier? Simple. Rich Rod leaves here and then is a complete bust, gets caught cheating, which leads everybody to suspect that the sticky stuff that he was busted for was the reason that he was able to have the exceptional spin rate, and they're probably right about that, and then He ends up in the minors and didn't even pitch in the majors at all in 2022. So you can look at that in hindsight and say, "Mm -hmm, good trade. I mean, not good trade, but just a whatever trade, because he didn't work out anywhere else either. No, no. What matters is the trade that's executed in the moment. When Charrington, for example, was shopping Adam Frazier, Frazier was at the absolute peak of his value, a legitimate National League All-Star vying for a batting title, uh, contending legitimately for a gold glove. The market couldn't have been hotter for Frazier. And you know what? For the most part, Charrington did really well in milking that, but he hasn't done that in all of his trades. What happens to Frazier after that? Doesn't matter, except for the purposes of, you know, fun blog-like assessments from the Pirates' own perspective, what matters always, always, always is getting the maximum value for that player in that moment based on the right assessment. And whatever the other player does when they leave, hey, great. If Garrett Cole had gone on to be Garrett Cole, but the Pirates had also received a fair return, a really fair return from Houston, you could live with it. You really could. You can. okay. Garrett Cole, best pitcher in baseball. Great, but look at everything that Pittsburgh got for him. The problem is that Pittsburgh didn't get that for him. It's not what Cole did. It's what the Pirates didn't do. When we come back, J1Q... From Nick, who points out that Brian Reynolds is not pictured at all in the 2023 season ticket holder calendar, anything to that. Um maybe Nick. See, I, I'm usually really, really quick to say, oh no, they, they don't have anything to do with each other. Uh, baseball ops and business ops in any professional sports scenario tend to be church and state. However, However, my understanding of this calendar, without having seen it, is that there are only about four players, is it four, that are actually shown, that have their picture shown. And forgive me if I get them wrong, I remember that Jack Sawinski is definitely one of them. O'Neal Cruz is another, and there's a couple of additional ones. Uh, But like Mitch Keller, for example, isn't one of them. Rowanzi Contreras isn't one of them. So you can take this too far. Uh, the Pirates understand where they are, or at least where they think they should be, as opposed to where others think they should be. And they're going to promote the ballpark and the fun and the views and everything else. And they're going to cancel Pirates Fest and the caravan and hide under their desks at 115 Federal. And see, that's the problem. I can't say that about the Pirates. I can't say that there's a separation of church and state because there isn't. There hasn't been under this owner. Under Bob Nutting, everything has been in some form or fashion related to the business or driven by the business. And so I I can't look at that and say, wow, I mean, here's their best player. They're not putting him on the calendar, but that's just completely a coincidence. I can't do that. I can't do that because I wouldn't believe it if I said it out loud. And you can do the same thing with the promotional schedule and see who gets a bobblehead and who doesn't. And, uh, you know, ultimately, none of this really matters. What, What matters is whether or not they can put together a championship level. And I said that with a straight face product on the field at PNC Park someday. To do that, first and foremost, they'd have to give a crap. They'd have to care. They'd have to feel to themselves, not just nutting, but the people under him as well, that that's the priority, not the business component. I don't get that sense. I wanted to get that sense under this new front office. That's why I gave them a chance. But I don't. That's not me changing my colors or coming around or seeing reality at last or whatever. It's not any of that. What it is, is that I gave these grown men, these established people who came from other organizations, including successful organizations, an honest chance. I felt that was fair. And I didn't feel that there was a 50% way to do that. When you give someone a chance, you give them a chance. I did that. I did that. I have been, over the past few months, bitterly disappointed, if that hasn't come across, partly in myself, for having done that. Because I still haven't seen it. I still haven't seen That anyone involved in this operation would sacrifice any single facet of the business, large or small, in order to win. So yeah, yeah, if you're asking me if at some point or other somebody from the business side walked over to Charrington's office and said, Hey Ben, do you think it'd be a good idea if we'd include Reynolds in this calendar? He'd be like, No, don't do that. I could see that happening. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. Let's do another one of these tomorrow.